Leadership is a primary extension of God's first commission for humanity to rule in His image. Because the world had different ideas about how to lead, Jesus came to model what kingdom leadership looks like. So join me, Julie Lefebvre, and my team of rotating co-hosts as we seek to encourage and equip kingdom leadership on earth as it is in heaven. Welcome to the Kingdom Leadership Podcast. This is Julie Lefevre, and Chuck is joining me today to talk about how to make every moment holy. Mm-hmm. Yay, we're excited yes. about that. But before we get there, we want to take a minute to remember and celebrate the ways that grace has been present, been a part of our lives. Yeah. So how have you seen grace or experienced grace? Good. Um, good good way to start always. Mm-hmm. I just, every time, every time we get here, I'm thinking, man, I should, I should just stop and remember, um, how I've seen grace in my life every day. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully we'll, we'll talk about that, I guess a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, we have been in a unique transition of life, um, with the new house yeah. and the summer and just, you know, so all this stuff, Everything's all the changing. things, everything's changing. Everyone's experiencing it. You all know what that feels like. So we have all these projects at home and uh, we're still doing our normal stuff. And then we're trying to, to fit these projects in. And at one point, um, when we first decided to, to go ahead and do it, when knowing that it was going to be like years of stuff to do, mm-hmm. uh, we decided that we were not going to um, cancel or shirk relational uh, mm-hmm. energy and responsibility or... Um, just time with friends, uh, the things that the church is doing this summer, the men's retreat, the Wednesday nights, yeah. meetings with people. We're we're going to do all of that and that's going to be priority. Mm. And the remodel stuff just happens in the fill-in. Mm. And um, we've recognized as we've gone, that's really hard to do. <laughs> hard. <laughs> Some weeks we don't get much done at the house and that's okay. Um, what's been beautiful for me is we have had to cancel a few things. Mm. Um, I've double booked a few things because we've just been busy enough that um, I, or I miss booked actually. I put a uh, Defners, thank you for showing me grace. Mm. Uh, I, I put them down for the Sunday, the 4th of July that's coming up and not, uh, not this last Sunday. And then we had some other things going on. And so they texted me and I was like, oh no. So I've missed some things. Uh, but what's been beautiful is people have shown us grace as we've fallen short mm-hmm. um, because of our schedule, as well as it's been a grace of God that people have come and met us where we are at, at our house. They've enjoyed time there. They've brought dessert. They br- they bring food. You know, so usually when people come over, you invite them <laughs> over, you provide for them, right? right. Um, that's just not been the case, as well as... Um, you know, we've gone and spent time with some other families in their homes um, or people, individuals, and they're always providing like the meal for us or it's just been so sweet. It's it, they've, I think it's felt like people know that we need that connection and like a, a relational rest that comes outside of just the constant stuff at home and at work. Mm. And it's been really sweet. We feel like there's been a lot of grace from God um, given by God and others yeah, in this season. In the context of community, which yes. is what he calls us to do as his people, to right. be stewards of, of his grace. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I, as I 
started thinking about this this morning, I just thought, oh, okay, I need to look for grace in my life. And it's one of those things that I, I value this. I'm I'm glad that we do this because it's kind of, it's a way to, to build my tower of stones, right? To remember mm-hmm. and to see the ways that God has been good to me yeah. uh, through the ways that people have given me grace. And And there have been many of those, but what I wanted to just share this morning is that we're also called to be grace givers. We're, you know, at times we're, we receive grace and we're, we're also called to be the givers of grace. And there's a song that I love and it says, grace requires nothing of me. That's so true when you are the receiver, but when you are the giver, in some ways, grace requires everything mm-hmm. of you because you're having to set aside your own stuff to be able to give to mm-hmm. someone else. And I, yeah, we've just, I've had a certain relationship this over the past month that has just been so difficult for me. I have just really struggled to move toward this person yeah. because they've they've disappointed me in some different ways and it has just been so difficult and so it's just made me so appreciate how other people have so freely given to me mm-hmm. um because i've been in a season of it being really difficult uh and and i should clarify so people aren't going oh is this me <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's somebody that's in our house <laughs> that lives yeah. with me. Um, but, you know, there are just times where when you have constant interactions with somebody that is just difficult, that it becomes really hard mm-hmm. to continue to be a grace giver, which reminds me how much I need to keep receiving the grace of God through his people so that I have grace yeah. to pour out. So it requires a lot. And really that kind of leads us into what we want to talk about this morning because just the idea of needing to fill up, you know, this summer we have talked a lot about being with Jesus. And on our last episode, Jimmy and I talked about getting still and seeking solitude in order to have these experiences with God And we just talked about the ways that that's so needed, especially in our world of go, 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 to be able to really receive. We we need to slow down and we need to have those times of stillness. And so I just want to put an exclamation point on that. Mm. This is so important. And I don't want to undermine this practice because I just think it's helpful and it's, it's really necessary for us as followers of Christ. However, So many of us, most of us, all of us can't be still for 15 hours a day, every day. You know, we live lives that are full of work and relationships, school, church. You may not believe it, but that we don't get to do that at church, like just because we work here, right? (laughs) It's actually really difficult to carve away that time. It is. It's so difficult. And so today, what we want to talk about is. How do we 
how do we explore the idea? What does it mean to make every moment holy, to experience the presence of God in the regular routine of life when we aren't on a silent retreat or we're not in our 10 minutes of silence and solitude at the beginning of the day? Are there other ways to experience the presence of God to fill up with his grace throughout the day? Do you think this is even possible? Do you really? A hundred percent. I I don't think that we ever attain or reach this, you know, Christ likeness where it's constant and never hard and always easy and always present. It takes a lot of work, and we're going to talk about that. You know, it takes intentionality. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do think that though I've experienced enough moment, holy moments that are not typically holy. In the past, uh, since January, that I'm convinced when I read a, a story about like a brother Lawrence who mm-hmm. like lived yeah. in the presence of God all the time, uh, even that I read that and I and I recognize he didn't live it all the time perfectly, right? We, we read about the times that he did do it well and how he did it well and, right. and his, what he did with that time. But And even him, he was a priest who lived secluded (laughs) in his own space. So even that, like, I love what he says. And I think it casts vision for how we can, but yeah, yeah, it still feels almost unattainable. And so, so, you know, in a way what I had to do, I, I, you know, from through Lent, a group of us did some stuff that was kind of extreme. It felt like, you know, we removed some obstacles so that, in the moments where we typically distract ourselves with the things that we're doing or life, whether it's media or food, just all the things we go to when Mm -hmm. we're feeling anything really. Yeah. It's um, our quick fixes. Our quick fixes. We removed those and it was so uncomfortable for a month. And I remember this moment of breakthrough where it became joy Mm -hmm. because I finally let myself be Mm -hmm. in the presence of God in all of those moments. And out of me, I wasn't, I'm not saying I was perfect. Um, I was actually making still my normal mistakes. I was hurting people. I was, you know, falling short in relationship. I was struggling uh, in various areas, but yet um, because in those moments I turned to him and because I had more of my day full of him moments where I stopped and intentionally recognized him, I found a freedom not only in my own walk, but or in my own heart, in my own experience, but I think the people around me, like my wife and kids and friends, they all felt and saw it too. Like mm-hmm. a new, lighter Chuck that mm-hmm. wasn't carrying around trying to just manage or white knuckle or right. you know power carry through. Ra- power through in your own spirit, right? Or your in, own strength, exactly. Now. Um, I, I want to say that since that ended, since Easter came, yeah. um, it's been hard, right? Because mm-hmm. I let several of those things come back in and I believe that we can learn to live, um, a mo- in moderation yeah. with stuff. So I'm not saying that all that is bad and can never be actually what I'm saying is I think it can be engaged even in making those things holy right? Moments. Mm, so, yeah. so I'm looking for resources and I'm finding stuff like this book called Every Moment Holy. There's two volumes. 
So Douglas McKelvey um, is the author, and he tells this little story at the beginning of one about how he started writing liturgies for different things, moments in his life, just little stuff. And he let some of his friends in on that, and they really encouraged him and said, you got to write these for like every moment, mm-hmm. right? We need, mm-hmm. we need like, it would be sweet and beautiful to have this resource to go to. And so what's been fun is I've taken it to two homes in the past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a liturgy over the preparation of a meal with mm-hmm. the Sharpers. It was f- super fun and beautiful. And it made the the preparation of that meal feel holy. Mm-hmm. And like we acknowledged the presence of God, even in that space, his provision. And it was just really fun. And it, I felt like it knitted us together in a unique way in that moment. Mm-hmm. We did a short one for the enjoyment of an, uh, for the tasting of an enjoyable food with the Blaisdells mm, and it was just cool. really sweet. And so there's these there's these every moment kind of liturgies in this book, but what I like about it too is, uh, and I think you're gonna talk about this. Uh, he even has one that's a liturgy for the writing of liturgies, which is, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe I'll use someday. I don't yeah. know. Hey, just for people who sure. didn't grow up in a tradition with of liturgy, uh-huh. what is liturgy? What does that mean? What is that? That's a great question. I actually don't know that I have like uh, the literal definition. So if you no. do, you should throw that out there. But, you know, we have a liturgy. Uh, we have these processes. It's mm-hmm. like a process. It is. And it's primarily done through words. Mm-hmm. Words spoken in repetition or that deepen. Um, so for me, a, a, these liturgies deepen my thought process and or deepen my acknowledgement of God's presence in the moment. Yeah. We do it every Sunday. So when we talk about having a liturgical service, you remember a few weeks ago we did that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we're gonna slow down and we're gonna, through word, repetition of word, community, saying things together, um, call and response. We're going to focus on these words that help us to to see and be with God in a new way. Yeah. And it really does unify community because it helps us to, it invites us to say the same words yeah. uh, with great meaning. And sometimes it provides words mm-hmm. for things that we feel or think, or maybe we didn't even realize we yeah. thought or, or, or felt. And like you said, it can really deepen yeah. the experience. So can I read just a short one? Sure. Okay, so this is from, it's the very first liturgy in the book. Mm. um, And it's called A Liturgy of the Hours. And there's three, Mm. daybreak, midday, and nightfall. And this is part of daybreak. The leader says, O children of the living God, what is your father's greatest desire for you this day? And the people say that we should love our eternal king with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our minds, and with all our strength. And the leader says, and how would you show this love? And we'd respond, by remembering him at all times, by cultivating thankfulness for his many blessings and trusting his good providence for the meeting of our needs, by loving all those whose lives intersect our own, by choosing to serve rather than to be served, to be wounded rather than to wound, and by bearing patiently with the failings of others, extending the same kindness, mercy, and compassion that God in Christ has so graciously offered us. So 
that's just the, the first little paragraph in this daybreak yeah. lit- liturgy. And it, you might be saying, well, that sounds an awful lot like the word, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, can we just read the word and is that good enough? Yeah, yes. And you should be. Yeah. This is an extra resource. One where I believe the Holy Spirit led Douglas McKelvey to sense and see what we might be feeling and needing as we enter the day. Yeah. Really, they're invitations mm-hmm. for the Holy Spirit to enter our our day, our life, our space. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, the word is the truth and, and the foundation really for what he has written there. Yes. And then this is just a tool to invite the spirit to help us to be aware of his presence. Yeah. Yeah. Completely rooted in the word. I mean, you could tell it sounded like it was scripture in a way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, one of the, one of the things that I love about this is it just gives me a resource. So several times I've just, I've just stopped and thought, okay, God, I've, I've been doing this on my own for a little while and I want to come back to you. Mm. And then I, I'll open this up. I'll look through the index and I'll find one that might be needing some, something in that moment for me. And I'll just lean into it. And I find that the Holy Spirit speaks really clearly through that to me in the moment. Yeah. So my question for you listeners, leaders, is uh, can you do that while we're even having this discussion? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you? When you hit play, did you take a moment long enough to acknowledge his presence, even in this moment, believing that there's something he wants for you, that the Holy Spirit wants for you? that that he might reveal to you and I, I keep saying he i recognize i i'm just i'm i'm saying can you lean in right now and open your hands and as i read ephesians i'm going to read a passage here in just a second mm-hmm. and can you trust that even in that moment even in this moment god might be wanting to meet with you mm-hmm. right this isn't just julie and chuck <laughs> sharing their thoughts or expertise we're, we're just We've invited the Holy Spirit into this yeah. moment, recognizing He's here. We just asked, we've asked to be able to see Him clearly. Yeah. Ephesians 3 16 and 17 says, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your heart as you trust Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. That kind of encompasses, Mm -hmm. it empowers, as as he says, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, connects me to a a deep sense of hope for my life, right? And for for even that this moment, there might be something that's going to help me grow my root down into God's love and be strong. Yeah. You know, we just did new member the last few weeks and on week two, we go over our beliefs. And when we get to the part about the Holy Spirit, we, we talk about how Jesus said to his followers, it is good that I am leaving because I will send the Holy Spirit. Like this will be better for you. 
And then Paul is praying, you know, that from his glorious unlimited resources that he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit, that this is why it's better for the Holy Spirit, for the Spirit of God to be here. And yet Mm -hmm. how many of us make time to invite that power, his spirit, into our spaces, into every day, into every moment? I, I just feel like, yeah, over this past semester, I just feel like God has shown me how little I invite him into my days. And in some ways it's just beautiful because he didn't turn away from me. Then he drew me closer and he said, invite me. He, Mm. (laughs) it was almost as if he, he came knocking at my door, even though I'm the one that's supposed to be seeking and asking Mm -hmm. and knocking. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're, we're having this conversation because, uh, uh, one of the things that we feel like we haven't maybe done well enough is invite us all to, especially as leaders, mm-hmm. you know, you can't give what you haven't received. And so this is important. This is this is our fuel for life. This yeah. is the way we can pour out. And so we pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit, that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. And then that causes your roots to grow deep Mm -hmm. into God's love and keep you strong. It's just what, what our, uh, I think growing passion for our leaders is becoming. Yes. Yes. To all of (laughs) that. (laughs) That's what I have to say. Okay. Uh. Well, one of the things, so I read that and I hear it and I am moved by the idea. And I think about the passage in 1 Thessalonians 3, where Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so I think, you know, he's kind of speaking to this idea of inviting the Spirit, being with God always, continually, Mm -hmm. in all circumstances. And then I think about my days and I think, how, how do I do this? Uh, how do I really pray all the time and how do I rejoice always? And so yeah. you gave us a couple of, of examples, but what are, of how you've done it recently, yeah. but what are you learning about how to invite Jesus into mm-hmm. every moment? It's really much easier than we make it. Yeah. Uh, right. So even just while you were sharing that just now, um, I'm, I moved in my seat and my my hip has been hurting. Mm. Kind of, I'm only 41. I'm not that old, right? <laughs> I shouldn't have hip pains, right? But I do. I have this hip pain and it's been bothering me. And even in that moment, because I practiced the last few days when it hurt, mm. I was able to just simply note the pain and say, you know what I'm feeling. Like just an acknowledgement that Christ mm. bore all the pain, right? And it's it just... Even in that little moment, I just acknowledged yeah. his presence and like, I'm going to be okay and I'm going to lean on you. I, that's not a lot of pain. And I think that, um, but I think there's a beautiful truth in that. And many of the liturgies in every moment, Holy One and Two, are, are liturgies of sorrow and pain. And one of them is like literally how to die well, a liturgy mm, for dying right. well. I mean, 
we're talking about every kind of moment from Everything. small to large. Now, well, and one of the things that you're alluding to mm-hmm. is even just having an awareness yeah. or an intention of doing that, of yes. saying, I don't need a reason. I just want God in every part of my day. And so, you know, Dallas Willard, he talks about how the most important thing is to keep our minds. The most important thing Mm -hmm. we can think about is to keep our minds on God. And I think it's because, you know, when we're just in humanity, if it's out of sight, it's so often out of mind. And so the challenge is just to, in a sense, bring God into our mind's eye so that he's not out of our mind. Right. Let me give you an example of what that might look like. So um, I it was after men's rally a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago now. I said last week. but um, And I, I sat down on the back porch with a guy, um, his back porch. And, and we're, we're in the dark. There's the moonlight mm-hmm. shining down. And we're just talking. We're just catching up. Yeah. And I had entered into that conversation asking the Holy Spirit to show me mm-hmm. what what I might have to offer and also what he might be speaking, what I, what I might need to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're talking and this guy is telling me, uh, he's, he's expressing the struggle of discipleship and the struggle of following being with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he's in real, real true raw emotions. And he's just saying, it's just been hard. And, and I think many people, of you probably are feeling like, yeah, that's me. That's where I am or I've been there. And so in the moment, I just, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Hey, you're not better than him and you don't have it all together. And he don't, so don't be worried about that. But I want you to just tell him how you entered into this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I just stopped and I said, you know, have you engaged the spirit while we've been meeting? What do you mean by that? well, let me, this is what it's looked like for me. And so even as you're saying, you know, this is what came up for me. I felt like I had an opportunity to encourage you that even in our conversation, in our time together, God can be present and is present. We just often don't acknowledge it. Right. right? And so anyways, that, that little moment, I just saw a little light bulb come on for him. I hope and at least if nothing else, he was like, yeah, that's what I want. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, Yeah, that it's missing. And how do I get that? And so intentionality, you mentioned it. Um, yeah. It's got to be through, um, and I mean, I've had to pursue, I had to look for every moment holy, right? Yeah. It didn't just fall into my lap. And then I had to buy it. And now I have to use it. Right. <laughs> There's Plan a lot of books on my, right. Yeah, I've had to live with the the contents and so that when things come up, mm-hmm. one of them is for the sighting of a bird, a liturgy for the sighting of a bird. I can't wait. It's been rainy, so yeah. I haven't seen the birds at my property, the but there will be some, maybe even this weekend, <laughs> and I will pull that out and I'll just let that be a holy moment where I experience the presence of God. Yeah. And you know, I love that there are tools like this to use, I think they really help us because sometimes some of us don't know where to start. And I think you also don't have to have a book of liturgy. No. Um, In Life Without Lack, Dallas Willard, he writes that we can transform our normal activities into opportunities for communion Mm -hmm. with our Lord. And it might be as simple as just saying, 
thank you, or just acknowledging his presence, like, God, are you here? Or God, I invite you here. Your servant is listening. When when was the last time you got into that (laughs) enormous chunk of metal, drove 70 miles per hour home, (laughs) and then pulled up into the driveway and said, God, thank you for bringing me home safely, right? We don't do that. And that's just, there are these, there's so many opportunities for us to engage him and just recognizing that he's present, I think it will change us. Yeah. I had a friend who who told me one of her practices that she has started taking the back roads home, the slow roads. Mm. She says, I'm intentionally driving slow on the back roads because it kind of goes through the country. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she said, and I'm just using that time to just pray. It's just, I'm just talking to God and I'm, it's a practice mm-hmm. to slow myself down before I get home from work yeah. so that I'm ready to engage my family once I get there. And I just thought, man, that's transforming a very normal activity into yeah. communion with God. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So, w- one thing, and I think you're probably all thinking, at least on some level, so how do I how do I get intentional? Mm. There's resources for that. Yeah. And so um, you know, I I'd, I'd been through this 90-day experience and I went online. I was like, okay, I, I feel different. It's kind of um things are coming back in. I want to I want to engage something intentional again. So I looked online, found uh this or company called Daily Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. So I ordered two. Gave one to Phil Nickel and said, you're doing this with me. <laughs> Here's a present. And uh, um, and then uh, it's it's just a journal. It's really just a journal. Now, they say here, he says, you know, it's more than a journal. But really, it was created to bring you into a deeper relationship with God so you can experience all of the love, joy, and peace that is promised to you every day. And so he gives some structure to your quiet time. But mm. for the 90 days, what I called my holy hour. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's there's memorization, there's grati- sections of gratitude, um, prayer, intention. Today I will set an intention. And then you list that out. There's things that are, um, you know, encourage you to listen for God's voice throughout the day. So the idea is that you'd reflect. There's a nightly exam and a reflection at the end. How did mm. God reveal himself to you today? This is just a really simple start for me that kind of mm-hmm. starts and ends the day well, right? Gives you some structure, yeah. And that little structure, then it's amazing how I'll find myself wanting that more throughout the day. So I'll stop more. I'll be intentional sure. more. Um, and I'll see every opportunity as an, as a possible holy moment. It all just sounds so good. And then it makes me think, why don't we do this? Right. You know, what keeps us from just inviting God into every space? Why do you think? Yeah. So many reasons. <laughs> we come up with excuses. I mean, like, and I say we come up with, there are some good ones, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. Life I mentioned needing grace because of the, the stuff at home with us. And so, yeah. how do you, last night I put in some outlets. How do you make that a holy moment? I thought about that. You know mm-hmm. how I did? I had Hadassah come over and she was mm-hmm. unwrapping packages and pulling out screws. And I was, it was so beautiful. I was like, this is my daughter you give me. Mm-hmm. And she's my little helper and she loves helping me. 
and that mm. fills me up. And so it was it was kind of a holy mm, moment for me God. where I was just a thank you, thank you for her mm. and that we get to do things like this together, right? Yeah. And so um, I think the hard, some of the hard ones are, you know, obviously time. We'll yeah. just say time doesn't yeah. allow me to do it. I think that's a lie most of the time. And it's a built-in, like we already have built-in habits for yeah. other things. Do you and eat so, three times a day? Yeah. Maybe you only eat twice a day. Right. Okay. Do you take care of your, you're talking about built-in habits. Do you keep, yeah. take care of your body yeah. physically? I th- a lot of us probably do something intentional. Yeah. So why is it so hard? Honestly, I compare myself really quickly to... Uh, you know, whether it's the brother Lawrence yeah. or a Dallas Willard or a Vince or Dave or yeah. you. And I start to go, I, I just can't, I'm not smart enough to engage on that level. You know, those are my own stories. So we write stories mm-hmm. and securities rise. Right. I really believe now more than ever that Satan uses our insecurities and our, our past battles to convince us that we're not capable of being with God yeah, and not worthy. Yeah. I think you're right. And that he's not worth it. And that he's not worth it. I think so many times we believe the lie Mm. that we, that he's not worth it. And so really that brings us back to needing to know him, to spend enough time to realize he is worth it. In fact, he's the one that, uh, yeah, is the source of, of everything we need to yeah. get through, through every day. And so, uh, yeah, there are so many reasons why we don't, and we don't want anyone to feel shame about not being there yeah. because we're not there. We're just, we're kind of learning and trying to figure out how can we practice the presence of God in ways that are meaningful and filling so that we can continue to be a part of building his kingdom. And so, you know, traditionally there are, there are rhythms that believers, that followers of Christ have followed there. You know, did you know that there were seven basic hours of prayer at six, nine, noon, three, six, and nine again, (sighs) and then different ones throughout the middle of the night. And my guess is that most of us aren't going to be able to start with seven <laughs> uh, vigil or seven hours of prayer every day, but maybe we could start with a morning prayer, or maybe yeah. we could do morning, noon, and night. And we set our timers to even just as simply consider inviting the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit into those moments. Yeah. I think some guys are going to try to start gathering at Starbucks. Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 6.30, whoever mm-hmm. whoever can come Everyone. when they can come and just have their quiet times near each other and maybe have mm-hmm. a discussion at the end. Love that. That's it. And yeah. and it's like, yes to that. Um, that, is, that is one of those um, rhythms that if we could get into, yeah. <laughs> that, that's beautiful. I've been just looking through uh, the, the contents of this and I, I know I've talked a lot about it, um, the Every Moment Holy and uh, some of my favorites, they're things like, uh, here's one, for those who feel awkward in social gatherings, there's a- Hey. A, how, <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, oh. for a, before a meal eaten alone. Mm. For those who covet the latest technology. Wow. Truly, so truly every moment yeah. could be. Yeah. yeah, you'll like this one. For competitors. <laughs> what are you saying, Chuck? Well, I mean. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yes, for you I'm parents, a competitor. Here, it, it's just, it doesn't end. It's yeah. so good. But for you parents, there's there's two on the changing of diapers. Wow, yeah. He does two of those because he's obviously changed some diapers and he, he knows what that diapers. feels like. Yeah. Right. Um, it changes things when you can be doing an ordinary thing that sometimes is even maybe not fun. Yeah. And if we can invite the Holy Spirit into that, it can change our perspective yes. completely. Well, we always try to wrap up our conversations with just a really uh, just conversation really about becoming like Jesus. And we've said often that it's being with Jesus that makes us more like him. And that's mm-hmm. really what we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah is that we want to be with him by inviting his spirit yeah. into yeah. every single moment. And I just want to read this passage from, it is from Brother Lawrence, Practicing His Presence. And he writes that, let me put it this way, before we can love, we must know. We must know someone before we can love him. Mm. How shall we keep our first love for the Lord? By constantly knowing him better, then how shall we know the Lord? We must often turn to him, think of him, behold him. Then our hearts will be found with our treasure. This is an argument which well deserves your consideration. And I think in the past, our tradition has really helped people know God through his word. Right. And yeah, in our brains. And we want to affirm that. Yes, that is such a huge part. Because if we're not reading his word, then uh, we're not going to know him. Right. But I wonder if the next time even you pull out his word, if you invite his spirit to really lead you, yeah. and then you can continue throughout your day. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not the only way to know our Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. uh, we can know him because his spirit is with us. It's, you know, he's powerful. He's dwelling with us in the tabernacle Mm -hmm. of our bodies. And we want to be able to be inviting that into our days. Yeah. And so one thing we just kind of wanted to end on is that the last time, Chuck, you were on the podcast, we talked about the role of worship mm-hmm. in our training process. And we talked about how worship is one way that we can be inviting the yeah. Spirit into our world. And so how does, just in relationship to this conversation, how do you see worship playing a role in inviting God into our yeah. into every moment? Right, right. Ah, um, you know, I, I, I'm reminded of something that I believe that the Holy Spirit has led me to see more clearly and that it's, I have these emotional heart connections to worship songs, right? Mm. They express for me things that I can't begin to express on my own and they do it in song. And as we were walking in here and I was just listening to some (laughs) instrumental music and, 
It just made me feel like I was, you know, could overcome anything. This instrumental, mm -hmm. th that's what music does for me, right? I know that's not for everyone. So what the Holy Spirit has shown me is that the songs we sing have come out of men and women who've spent time with Jesus mm. in the word, learning him, knowing him, walking with him out of their own personal struggle or story. But so there's this like, there's this enmeshment yeah. of the word of God and personal redemptive stories that become songs that we worship with every Sunday. Yeah. And I've always really easily connected my battles and the, the, the things I'm feeling. And so what I'm trying to do more with all of us on Sundays is, and so that, that requires me throughout the week to put the songs before God mm -hmm. and get on my knees, literally get on my knees in front of them and ask him to show me how these songs came about uh, from his word. Where are they connected? What's, mm -hmm. so as I'm reading even my, my quiet times, it's been interesting to see how he's brought just a passage or two to the forefront for me. And, and it kind of ties things together for me. So I'm trying to bring that into worship more yeah. like the last three weeks I've done it. And yeah. cause I'm, I'm realizing we have a lot to learn about how yeah. to worship God. And it's not just about singing words on a screen or raising our hands, but it's about connecting our heads and our hearts. And out of that comes this overflow of gratitude and thankfulness and even cry out, outpouring and outpouring of yeah. where we're at. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think that we can't fully worship on Sundays or throughout the day unless mm -hmm. we've fully allowed ourselves to be with him. Yeah. They, they have to go together. Yeah. We can, we can fake it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, you can even come on a Sunday and if you haven't spent any time with Jesus, it can fill you up a little bit. Yeah. But it's, it's like, if you, if that's you, how much sweeter could could walking with Christ be if you're if you're with him throughout the day every day yeah well and inviting the spirit into every day even can become an, an act of worship exactly. and so worship doesn't have to yeah. only happen on a sunday morning right. or when you're listening to a song it, it can, can be throughout it could even come out of your brokenness yeah so i'm going to memorize this one it's called um, these are momentary liturgies for practicing the presence of God. They're small ones. They're meant to be memorized, he said. Mm. This one is upon seeing a beautiful person. Mm. So my sexual brokenness from my past has been a, a huge battle yeah. for me. This is what, what, what he offers us, um, Douglas offers us. Lord, I praise you for divine beauty reflected in the form of this person. Now, train my heart so that my response to their beauty would not be twisted downward into envy or desire, but would instead be directed upward in worship of you, their creator, as was your intention for all such beauty before the breaking of the world. So, so even what used to be a struggle for me might become an act of worship. That gives me hope. Mm -hmm. What the enemy deems for evil, God can redeem and bring life and light out yeah. of. And that's why we want to be people who invite the Spirit into every moment. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll join us again next time. May His kingdom come on earth 
as it is in heaven. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.